This episode of Road Dirt, the podcast is brought to you by Law Tigers, motorcycle lawyers. You can find them at lawtigers.com. On this episode of Road Dirt, we talk with Moto America Junior Cup racer Jasmine Nichols. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Rob with Road Dirt, and we are at the Moto America opening round, the points round at least, here at um, Road Atlanta, my favorite track. Of course, I'm biased. I live down here. And we are joined by Jasmine Nichols, who rides in the Junior Cup class. Jasmine, great to meet you. Good to see you here. Good to see you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to meet you, too. I, we actually found out about Jasmine um, and her family, racing family, through uh, Ryan Nolan, one of our writers and contributors. and. We claim him as our road dirt racer in the CCS division. They met, I guess, last year or so, something like that. At um, when I, I think it was at he did a, he did a track demo at Sonoma Raceway, and he was on one of one of the Kawasaki 400s that 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 you and your your team that sponsors. Yes. Something like that. So um, that's how you guys met, right? Yes, he was on my actual bike at the time, the one we were renting for racing. Yeah. Um, we happened to go to Autobahn, one of the racetracks, and he walked by, saw the Feel Like a Pro bike, and thought that was his bike, and we just got connected through that. Just pure coincidence. We actually made your bike famous because we featured it in a video and in an article that he wrote. So mm, that's awesome. we knew you before we ever knew <laughs> you, so to, so to speak. Awesome. So, um, Jasmine races in the um, Junior Cup class. This is your first full season in racing, isn't it? Yes, it so, is. Yeah. You did? Did you did, did you do a few rounds last year, or? I did a couple of drop-in rounds, but I only raced one of the drop-in rounds that I entered in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jasmine's is a really cool story. Um, one, I think it's neat that there's a growing number of, of of women that are jumping into motorcycle racing. I'm a I'm a daughter daddy. I've got two daughters. So anytime I see more girls jumping into the racing, I'm excited to see that because, you know, you're they're they're doing really well and um, Jasmine's doing really well. You're you're kind of a unique story because you're kind of new not only to racing, new to motorcycling in general. Tell me tell me the first time you your your first experiences with motorcycles when you were younger. It was pretty exciting. Um, to some it might be kind of lame, but we started in our driveway just in with a little KO 125. How old were you? I was 11 years old at the time. It this was, is 2017. <laughs> well, it all started when we just saw a random video. It was pure chance that I even got into racing. Just yeah. saw a video of kids racing pocket bikes in Europe. Uh-huh. I thought it was really cool, and I told my dad that, hey, this looks cool. I'd, I'd like to do this. So we talked it over with my mom for maybe about three months or so. Then right about around my birthday, maybe a little bit after, went and got a bike and just started trying to figure out how to use a clutch. That was the biggest part. How to interact with a clutch yeah. and the throttle and the stalled braking. It, and stalled it quite a few times. Uh, it took does. me about 10 seconds to actually take off. So my race starts weren't the best when I first started. Well, you don't have you don't have one of those stories of whiskey throttling it when you let the clutch out and oh, no, wheeling was, across the was, street <laughs> into somebody's no, yard. No, I was or the something. complete opposite. I was so cautious. That happened to me once though during a race start. Yeah. I just throttled it up and I, I almost took out one of the other riders because I launched the bike at them. 
you know, but it was it was fun. Uh, just learn how to use the clutch, throttle in the driveway. Uh, yeah, went yeah. to our local high school. Learned how to shift. I was terrified of shifting because in the I, parking lot and mm -hmm. stuff. Just yeah. I was just terrified of shifting because it just kind of speed up a little because I was going slow. So yeah. that was scary, and I had to get past that. But right after that, we just maybe two, three months later, decided you know what? We we know how to use a clutch. Let's do racing now. That sounds good. Got lapped three times in a seven lap race. <laughs> so she, she she learns how to she learns <laughs> she learns how to ride, and then in short order, within a few months. Hey, I think she's ready. Let's go racing. You know, trial by fire. It's <laughs> yeah, one of I the guess best so. ways I learned. Yeah, that is that is true. So, um, so tell me about your first race. You you were about. I, I interrupted you. I was going to let you tell you, tell me the first race uh, there you went. First race. First experience. <laughs> uh, I don't remember a lot. From, I remember the track day, like the day before the race, where you just do practice and all that. Yeah. Uh, I got buzzed quite a few times where riders would just pass you super close. I mean, mm. now if that were to happen to me, I'd understand and I'd be able to get through. But as someone new who didn't think that a bike should be right next to me. It was pretty scary, so I crashed a couple of times. I felt super gracefully too. The bike was never damaged or anything, just maybe <laughs> some grass stains. Low-sided or I, something? No, I just hit the grass and I hit front brake and just fall over. I was going so slow. Well, she was preserving the bike. That's exactly. Sure. So, you know, hey, if you gotta, oh. if, if you gotta, if you gotta drop it once in a while, keep preserving the machine, right? Yep. And it was the first round because there was no qualifying. I believe it was by registration. Um, so we were somewhere towards the mid-pack area, but as I said, my race start sucked. I didn't know a race start existed. I just knew I needed to slowly go. So I took off. By the time they were already in turn two, when I actually got into turn one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and by then, it, I don't remember, honestly, I don't remember much from that race. But I know that any time I got past, I didn't even know I was being lapped. Uh, I got past three times, and any time they passed, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Because they're all dragging me, dragging me, all going super fast through like a bank turn. So you really weren't intimidated or discouraged by being lapped and so much. No, I, it it I, really excited you because, yes. I want to do that! <laughs> yeah, because I didn't even know racing existed. I yeah. So to me, I had no concept of what is scary, what is, what is right, what is wrong. To me, it's just, that's cool. They're really good riders. I'll be like that someday. It was just, there was no pressure. Because yeah. it was my first race. It was my first season. It, it was just kind of a let's just do this let's let's try it there was no pressure to perform now some people you know everybody's got an aptitude for something i mean people i've heard you're quite the artist too by the way mm -hmm. which is pretty cool people have a have an aptitude for for visual arts for music for math for building things whatever um jasmine discovered after she got the hang of shifting and clutching and rolling on the throttle and leaning and turning and stuff, she found an aptitude for racing. Um, you've been quite successful. You've actually gotten quite good at it yes. in just a few years. Tell me some of the some of the different classes and the bike sizes that you've progressed through. Because she's went from rider to winning races to actually winning entire championships in the last few years. Tell us a little yes. bit about that. Been quite a journey. Yes, quite. quite. Uh, so my very first season, it was because we only missed maybe two rounds because they were out of state. I finished the championship, maybe sixth or seventh. What championship was that now? That uh, was this was the North the KO Cup, I believe okay. it was called, hosted by NorCal um, Race Organization. I don't I don't know if they still exist or not. Yeah. This was years ago. Uh, me saying years ago. It was only a couple <laughs> years. <laughs> me like. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a couple years ago. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Finished right around there. 
then right after that, we got taken in by one of the owners of M1GP. He taught me everything I needed to know. We came, we drove six hours to Willow Springs almost every weekend, put in several hours of work just doing drills, doing cone drills, which I hated. I, I thought about uh, quitting quite a few times. Just because, because of cone drills? I hated those cone drills. <laughs> and it's only the circle drills or the figure eights. Okay, the very, yeah. It's not like he's making me do the cobra or anything right, right. super crazy. It was, I just didn't like having, I wanted to get on track. You know, that's the fun stuff. But he said, you need to develop your skill. The speed will come. Right. And it did. That's um, a good point. This was 2019 when he officially took us in. And he worked with me throughout that entire season. At the beginning of 2020, or 2019, I was getting lapped, I believe, once, about once, but by the end of that season, uh, they were maybe half a lap ahead of me, so I wasn't getting lapped by the end of that season. Um, I managed to get achieve one third place in that race organization mm -hmm. uh, with M1GP. Yeah. I managed to achieve a couple of podiums, mostly with the CRF50, because I had been so heavily trained, heavily. Heavily, yeah, you really conditioned yes. on that, didn't yes, you? Yes, yeah. I trained quite a bit on that, so to me it was just natural. And it was always on the track I had been training on. So I got a, I got a couple of wins there. I'll tell you, um, coaching makes a huge difference. It does. It really does. It brought out the, it brought out skill, yes. amazing, some amazing skills in you. Good yes, and it might have taken much longer to achieve those skills. Right. But we managed to do that in just one year which is the thing that I believe really helped me since at 11 years old, I got maybe a little bit of a later head start. Um, so yeah. just that one-on-one -on -one coaching that entire year really helped. So you moved from, from that was the M1 GP class, mm -hmm. which ran 50s, right? They, they're an entire race organization. They have different Multiple types of classes. Cl yeah. uh, I was racing the KO 125 still 125s, at the time, okay. but I was mostly on the 50 by this point just because we really wanted to heavily train on that. Uh, in the NorCal series, that's where I was mostly riding the kale. Didn't I don't think I did maybe one race on the CRF 50. I think I got third. I think that's the third I actually got. Yeah. Um, well, some of the other class. Tell me about some of the other classes as you worked your way up through in 19, 20, yes. 21, 22. So 2019 is when I switched to the Ovali 160. We. How's that for a bike? It was quite a bike. Pretty cool and it, it, bike, fit, huh? it fit me perfectly at that yeah. time, and I, I really enjoyed it. And that was uh, before they did the National Volley Cup. It, right. was, it was really cool. Everyone was figuring it out, so no one was really quite ahead at that point. It was just rider ability. No one made any modifications. Uh, it was just pure skill. It was just, pure skill, and yeah. all all the organizations they had specific classes: the 110, the 160, the 160. Uh, it was the premier 160 class, I believe it was called for M1GP, and I I still did the CRF 50 class, and I believe. There was a couple others that my 160 fit into. I don't remember exactly back in 2019. We didn't, I don't think we secured any championships because we're the type of people that just drop into a race just because it's racing, just because it's fun, you know? Why hey, not? Yeah, why, I, we'll, we'll do that race. Yeah. Sure. Even Register if we're, we're like dead last, it's like, yeah, sure, why not? More track time. Now, in what year did you start racking up wins? That you really, you really, what, what class was it? And what year? Uh, 2018 a little bit but 2019 yep. is where I really, really found your groove I huh? really found my groove uh, towards 2019 though I'd kind of outgrown the Ovali and by then I was a little bit aged out by this point I yeah. was what 13 almost 14 um, so we had to move on to the next bike even though maybe I needed to develop a couple more skills like using rear brake 
Uh, that's something I'm still trying to work on. Something I wish I would have done earlier, but just didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, then we. So, go ahead. Tell me, tell me about the classes after that. You moved up from the Ovali Cups bikes to. Uh, yes, I went up to a Ninja 250, and we didn't for the 2020 season. Yeah, first beginning part, we really didn't do any racing because why would we? It's I'm getting used to it. I've You're never, learning a brand new machine. I've, right? I've never been on one of the bigger bikes. I'm just I'm I can go above 80 miles per hour. That was terrifying and awesome at the same time. <laughs> yeah. so going down the straight, people are passing me. I'm like, this is so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then halfway through the year, I got a Ninja 300. It also happened to be uh, one of the bikes from the same team we used to race for mm -hmm. so that was cool we had like the whole little collection with us there you go um and then we got approached by i feel like a pro maybe about towards the end of the season because it was covid the race series had been cut short and it was only maybe three or four rounds for afm yeah and we got offered to ride with them over at afm and so we decided you know why not Did now they were running they were running the cow Kawasaki 400 by then, weren't they, or were they? Yes. So, yeah. It was the Kawasaki 400. Um, I didn't have my own at this point. I was using one of their bikes because yeah. we wanted to see where we were at. That's where you guys met up with Ryan. And yes, Jay. that's where we... Uh, well, I didn't meet Ryan at that time. Okay. Uh, it happened to be just... He saw the bike. We didn't actually meet. He just saw me at Audubon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he, you know, he hopped on those. That's a... So you've been on, so your team, you guys have been on the on the 400 now for a couple of years, right? Yes, about a year, basically about two seasons. Two seasons worth? Yeah. Two seasons. This will so. be the second full season. Now what championships, you won a couple of championship, regional championships, didn't you? In, um, yes. What classes did you win championships uh, in? AFM, I won the ultra lightweight. Was that 2020? 2020. Okay. Ultra lightweight, uh, ladies, uh, or no. AFEM, it's called AFEM, all women's class, ultra lightweight. I got, I believe, second or third in the normal uh, AFEM, heavyweight, I believe it was, so all yeah. the 1000s. I was second or, th I believe I was third. Nice. Um, and it was me and always one other girl battling, it was really <laughs> cool. Uh, and then there was 400 super bike and 400 super stock. Super stock, I believe I was first, and super bike, I think I was third right around there because at that point we were still trying to figure out stuff with the bike yeah we didn't exactly know what we were doing but this was in the novice division because i needed to earn my points to be able to move on right um and then after that 2021 just started fresh with the 400 and right off the bat just started getting wins felt comfortable on it i felt comfortable now, you, on that it. bike was built for you <laughs> or you were built <laughs> or you were built for that bike we or maybe made, a little we bit made, of both right we were, we were made, a match made in heaven exactly. so to speak yeah so um, tell me about how you got. This is your first full season in Moto America. How did you get? How did you get? Um, did you reach out to Moto America, or did they discover a team discover you? And how did you how did you get connected with the Moto America series? Oh, uh, we just heard about it. It's a pro series. We knew it existed. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really get connected per se with anyone here. Okay. It was just a thing we knew that if we get good enough, this is where we go. Right. If you're beyond club racing. Uh, so we worked at the club level and eventually we did a couple of drop-in rounds trying to see where we stacked up. Those rounds didn't exactly go according to plan, but the one race that I actually managed to get into, I believe I was top 10. So it was, it was really, it was a positive experience, but good, good. though we had some issues, um, 
So we just decided, you know what, next season, why not? Just go all in. Exactly. And here she is. Yes. She's all in. This is definitely the The bike's season. out there. We're going to take yes. a look at it here in just a minute. So um, first time out, they actually at the time of this recording, she's just completed uh, qualifying for the weekend. It's Friday at, as of right now. Um, first of all, how did the track feel? And two, how did you do? Uh, track felt? It was okay. Honestly, I'm discovering a lot more bumps the more I try and expand my lines a little. Yeah, um, yeah. It's an I, old track, I, but I also, it's, yeah, I it's a legend. I think it's mostly my setup right now. We're, yeah. We just discovered a couple of things with the bike that need to be addressed. Uh, we're changing some spring rates, trying to get everything where it should be. This is really just around where we're trying to get the bike where it needs to be. So we're looking for positions, but at this point, it's just we need to finish the race. Yeah. Um, as far as how qualifying went, pretty much the same story. It just was not feeling right. Almost wiped out my front a couple of times. Um, I was nowhere near the top. I believe I was toward middle backpack. I was watching you periodically. You were looking good out there, though. You look like I, you're confident. The more you were going, the more you yes. were lapping, the more confident you looked like you were getting yes. on the bike and on the track. So it you, did, look, it did you were looking good. Yes, it did yeah, yeah. slowly get better. It just couple things and needs to be addressed. Oh yeah, everybody, every, every team, every rider out there is going to be spending this evening and tomorrow doing yes. that for sure. Probably all weekend. You really. only ride so hard when your bike says no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, let's step out there and take a look at that. Let's do it. Let's go do it. Alright, so here we are. The Kawasaki 400. Is this your first season on it or did you ride this one in a couple of those rounds last year? This is actually a brand new bike. This is my first time riding it this weekend, uh, but my previous bike, uh, I've been on that one for maybe about a year or two. Okay, so what, what's some of the differences between this one and the one you, the, the 400 you've raced in the last year or two? There's Any differences really? Not much difference. It's a little bit heavier because we need to make the weight requirement. Otherwise, it's fairly similar. If there is a difference, I don't really notice. Now, what are some of the characteristics? I noticed that in um, in the Junior Cup, I think everybody is on a Kawasaki 400 except maybe two riders. I think there's a Yamaha, one Yamaha, one KTM, and yet, man, this is the go-to machine for the Junior Cup class. What makes what makes this one? What do you like about about the Kawasaki 400 and how it, how it is to set up and ride? Honestly, I really like the top end speed, just the way it feels. I don't have much of a reference as far as the KTM and Yamaha. I haven't been on those. I've only ever been on a Ninja, so to me, it just always felt right. Felt right at home. Because uh, you've been on the 250s, the 300. Yep, and they were all Ninjas. Yeah, so, and this one, man, these 400s are just are just a beast. What kind of a setup are you, you know, what do you, do you feel most comfortable with on it? Uh, as far as how soft or how stiff? I guess, yeah. yeah. I usually prefer a little bit softer. Honestly, stock suspension feels awesome. Really? I, it's stock just, suspension just suits you it, well, though. It's just nice and plush. It just, I don't feel any movement or anything unless I'm about to go down. That's how I like it. Yeah. I don't want any feedback until something's wrong. That's how I know I'm pushing. But it absorbs. But it, it absorbs. absorbs irregularities well yes. for you. Good deal. And you like, she likes the top end. Everybody, top everybody loves top end. Yeah, oh, oh. just digging the top yes. end, right? Well, like I said, what would top out at? Uh, I believe 127. I believe right That's around, nice for little right around there. Yeah. So, is it a twin or a single? A single. These are a single, right? So, cool. Be looking for this bike out on the track. Team Panda, white helmet. She put, let us put a road dirt sticker on it. 
we're so yeah got the panda sticker a little bit of ro shameless road dirt we're humbled and honored so yeah well jasmine great to meet you great to talk with you and we are we're, we'll be around the track watching you and uh pulling for you as well so anybody you want to say hey to uh, any friends back wherever you're hello to all the little people i told them that i would say hello and i never did but now i am that's right good deal we'll see you around the track this is rob and jasmine with road dirt ride life mm -hmm.